standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, it's Tito here with the Buckeye Blitz, the Daily Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we are on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Please go to FanStream Sports for all this great content we've got. Listen, like, subscribe, share. Um, and to quote a comedian who I uh, saw one time on an old Rodney Dangerfield special, uh, if you like us, tell your friends. If your friends don't like us, find new friends. But that's us. We are FanStream Sports, DSP Media Online. A lot to get into today. Um, a player from Duke, uh, Celeste Taylor, she puts out that she is tra- transferring a basketball player, women's basketball player, 5'11 point guard, says she is transferring from Duke, and she says for unforeseen circumstances, not sure what they were. We don't have the insight on that. Nonetheless, she has committed to come to Ohio State for her fifth and final season of college basketball. She played for a couple years at Texas, a couple years at Duke, and now she's on to Kevin McGuff's squad for Ohio State. Here's why this is significant. She was first team all ACC last year and the ACC Defensive Player of the Year in the conference. So uh, she averaged um, 11 and a half points, almost five rebounds, two and a half assists, and a little over two steals a game for Duke last season. And uh, in one game uh, in the NCAA tournament, she had eight points, eight assists, 10 rebounds, and 10 steals. The first person uh, to do that in NCAA tournament game on the women's side to have an 8 8 8 8 stat line since at least 2000. And she is the only player ever to collect 10 steals and 10 rebounds in a, in a game. And the 10 steals she had set a program record for Duke. So here's why she is so important for this Ohio State team. They lost Taylor Mikesell, who was ended up being the, um, she was picked by Indiana Fever early in the second round of the WNBA, WNBA draft. So lose Taylor Mikesell. But um, this defense for Ohio State, the way that Kevin McGuff likes to play with their full core press, and we saw it on display last year. Um, in many occasions, they rallied to beat Indiana in the Big Ten tournament, beat UConn in the Elite Eight game the first time, I'm sorry, in the Sweet 16 game to get the Elite Eight, first time Ohio State's ever beaten Connecticut in women's basketball. And their defense this year played such a huge part in their success. No deficit was too large to overcome if the when the defense was playing the way uh, when they excelled with their full-court press. Now, granted, came Shorty's Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight game. The by and large, all season long. So, Ohio State, everybody coming back except Taylor Mikesell, at least everybody of everybody plays significant minutes. They've had a couple people that are transferring out, but they were minimal contributors at best. But they've got J.C. Sheldon coming back and hopefully healthy. And now you add Taylor to this team. Um, and the defense gets better, even better than it was last year. They can create more havoc, the 40 minutes of hell that they want to inflict on teams. They can do that even more effectively now. And um, she can still score. Uh, Taylor can score also. Like I say, she averaged 11.5 points a game, led Duke in scoring. So it's a critical addition for Ohio State. They hope to have Madison Green back. Uh, it'd be great if she'd come back. She's fought, fought off an injury for the second straight year. J.C. Sheldon, a healthy J.C. Sheldon. Um, with Taylor back there, Celeste Taylor, that is a, it's an incredibly frustrating backcourt for other teams. Um, so, you know, congrats to Kevin McGuff for being able to um, to pick her up, Celeste Taylor. It also, you know, just further add to this team already. Look, they were right on the brink of the Final Four last year. They should be a Final Four team this year. That's how good they are. As long as they can stay healthy, that will be the key. Played two years at Texas, two years at Duke, and now... Uh, Taylor is headed to Ohio State. Um, Ohio State also has um, 
a four-star freshman point guard coming in, Diana Collins. And, you know, one of the big problems last year with Ohio State women's team sometimes was a lack of height inside. They have Faith Carson, who's a six-foot-four center, coming in also. Uh, she is from the state of Michigan. So Ohio State's got a bright future ahead still for Ohio State. Good for Kevin McGuff and what he was able to do in getting Celeste Taylor into this team, mix her in with this, Buckeye women's basketball. It's uh, it, it's really at a great spot right now. And 10 years of Kevin McGuff now, he's been fantastic. I hope he stays here another 10 years at least. All right, uh, we'll switch over now to college uh, NFL draft news. And there's talk that the Houston Texans might not be enamored with the idea of taking a quarterback at number two. So that did come out that, that Houston might look defense or might trade back, but that C.J. Stroud might slide down the draft board a little bit. So um, Adam Schefter at ESPN came out and said that they um, that they might go a different position, grab the top defender they can possibly get in the draft as opposed to drafting a quarterback. I mean, probably C.J. Stroud because it looks like Bryce Young's going number one to Carolina. I still say C.J. Stroud is by far the best, second best quarterback. And he's the best quarterback as far as I'm concerned. No worse than the second best. So what's interesting though, is something came out yesterday is Brady Quinn, the former Notre Dame quarterback in a Dublin, Ohio, um, played high school ball in Dublin, Ohio here, went to Notre Dame, brief stay in the NFL. But he was on a um, the Pick 6 podcast and Quinn... Quinn said that when he was asked about the possibility of C.J. Stroud sliding, Quinn said he was told that Stroud was supposed to be an instructor last year at a at the Manning family's youth camp, a youth quarterback camp, and be an instructor, and he never showed up. The no call, no show kind of thing. And Quinn said something like that is potentially working against um, C.J. Stroud and where when NFL teams are evaluating him. Now, it turns out that you know, and then Ryan Clark comes out from ESPN and says that's not true. He did his research on it, and Stroud never was committed to be at that camp. So Brady Quinn got it wrong. And Quinn, they, they go back and forth on social media, the two of them, Young and, and uh, I'm sorry, Quinn and Ryan Clark, and then even RG3 got in on it too. And uh, Clark and RG3 were basically saying, look, you didn't do your homework on this. We, we investigated it. We looked into it. We saw he was not supposed to be there. Brady Quinn said, well, that's what someone told me a trusted person. No one's revealing who they talked to. Quinn's not saying who it was that told him that he was supposed to do this. And Ryan Clark is not saying how who he talked to in his investigation. The problem is, this is what Quinn, this is the exact uh, thing he said. The Manning Passing Academy, I've been told that he committed to it the night before, kind of ghosted them. That's football royalty. When you do that, it's going to set off some alarms. People like, hey, man, that's not how you conduct yourself, especially around the Manning family or just in general, if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. That was what Brady Quinn said on the podcast. That The fact that it's not true is a damning thing for Brady Quinn. And I heard him come back out and say, he was on uh, Dan Patrick's show earlier today, this being Friday, and tried to talk around it and just said, you know, but and Dan Patrick did a great job of kind of putting Brady in his place, I thought, by saying, look, when you say someone, Brady Quinn, when you say this person told me this, that's like Brady Quinn is reporting it. You're, you're If you put it out there, it's almost like you're saying it's fact, at least according to what you say. Now, Brady Quinn says a lot of nice things about Stroud after that on the podcast. If you listen to the entire thing, he said, look, I don't, he didn't, he said he's still the second best quarterback in this. I don't think this should be a big deal. And, um, you know, I, I still think he's the most accurate passer. He said 
tremendous things. He should be the number two quarterback drafted. That's exactly what Brady Quinn said later. But then he kind of poo-pooed over this. He said, yeah, I don't know why this is such an important thing. Well, if it's not an important thing, Brady, why do you say it? Why would you come out and make this statement that potentially this is going to make the guy fall in the draft, something like this, and and then say, well, it wasn't that important. Well, if it's not important, then don't bring it up. Because smoke screens all the time with the NFL draft this close. It's coming up. It's on Thursday. It's less than a week away. And if you look at what happens when you – and I'm not saying that teams will drop C.J. Stroud based on this irresponsible reporting by Brady Quinn. But if you look at the money it could cost C.J. Stroud if he drops in the draft, if you're the second pick overall in the draft, your total package is $39.1 million on your contract. If you're the fourth pick, drop two spots, it's $36.6 million. The sixth pick, it's $30.1. The tenth pick, $22.3. I don't think you'll fall that far, and I don't think that Brady Quinn doing this is going to force him to fall down, fall further down. But it's a bad look for Brady Quinn. Now, Ryan Clark's not completely innocent in this either, just from the standpoint of, I wish somebody would come out and say, I did my investigative work. This is who I talked to. This is how I confirmed that... C.J. Stroud did or did not do this. And the truth of the matter is, the reason C.J. Stroud wasn't there, he was working out with Ohio State teammates getting ready for the upcoming season last year. So it, it's a bad look. Brady Quinn, and the more he talks about it, the harder, the, the deeper hole he kind of digs for himself. He didn't come off that great on the Dan Patrick show today when he was trying to talk about how this happened. A lot of it was just saying, you know what, um, he blamed because a clip came out. That What started this whole thing is the, the, the one phrase where he said about Stroud skipping the Manning camp and how it could be a bad look. And paraphrasing, there I am. But that was the, the headline story that came out from it. And Quinn was saying, look, just don't look at the headline story. Look at everything I said about him. Well, yeah, okay, you did say a lot of great things about him. But first you said something that wasn't true about the guy. So Brady Quinn was irresponsible in this. I, I truly believe that, that he should have done he should have confirmed if that was the case or not. And Ryan Clark said, it took me all of an hour or whatever to confirm that that was false. Um, and then, like I said, they went back and forth. They, they supposedly spoke last night, meaning Ryan Clark and Brady Quinn. And uh, little, they both told each other where they were coming from. And it sounds like it's a more of a cordial relationship now. But yesterday, they were firing guns at each other, firing Twitter guns at each other, I should say that, um, about this whole thing. So, look, C.J. Stroud... Every from every account, everything I've, everybody I've talked to, okay, everybody I've talked to have said he's a great teammate, and um, he is a uh, it, it's he is the he's the best passer in this draft. Houston's making a huge mistake if they pass on him. The only way Houston could pass should pass on him is if they trade back and get a bunch of assets. But if they keep that pick, I'm telling you, you've got to get a franchise quarterback, and C.J. Stroud is that guy uh, because. I don't think Houston will be picking second next year, regardless who they draft. If they draft, um, if they go defense, their defense will be better. You've still got Davis Mills back there throwing balls around. He's not that good. So they won't, but they won't be picking second. But if their defense is that much better, they'll probably be a top 10 team, or bottom 10 team, I should say, if they make the pick. But I, C.J. Stroud is the way to go for them. All right, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Damn, that was a long rant about Brady Quinn and uh, C.J. Stroud in a rumor that turned out to be false. But, again, listen, like, subscribe. Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. I'm Jeff Tito Thidoff. Follow me at That Happens. And, folks, uh, I have more and more to get into as we get closer and closer to the season. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to me. 